0: our Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, that was a disappointing, dreadful, terrible, awful weekend. Uh, This is Locked On Mariners. Before we get into today's show, let's talk Locked On MLB. Join Walking Baseball Encyclopedia Paul Francis Sullivan, and please call him Sully every day on Locked On MLB for a unique look at the majors both present and past, featuring exciting guest interviews and routine check-ins from the Locked On MLB Network's team of local experts. Subscribe to Locked On MLB today on the Odyssey app, Or wherever you get your podcasts it is monday september 13th 2021 this is the locked on mariners podcast your home for daily seattle mariners news and analysis i am your host titan gonzalez you can find me at dane gonzalez on twitter that's d-a-n-e-g-n-z-l-z uh, and you can also find me writing on Seahawk Maven about the Seahawks at SI.com. I'm joined as always by my co-host Colby Patnode. You can find him at CPAT11 on Twitter. That's cpat one one. You can also find him on SeahawkMaven at SI.com. Be sure to check out our Patreon where we talk about the Mariners even more. And also get into some non-baseball talk twice a week. New episode dropping today for our Tier 2 and Tier 3 patrons. So visit patreon.com forward slash control zone for more information on that. But on today's episode of Locked On Mariners, we're talking about that absolutely brutal series loss to the Diamondbacks. We talked about it on Friday, how the Mariners needed to sweep the series or at least get two out of three. And they just did not get that done and that makes things a lot harder on them the rest of the way here especially with the Red Sox coming to town we're also going to preview that series and tell you what the Mariners need to get done to stay competitive in the wildcard race spoiler alert it's a lot and uh, we're also going to face reality a little bit because the Mariners odds of making the playoffs frankly took a considerable hit over the weekend and so if this continues to get out of hand we're gonna talk about what we'd like to see from the team before the season comes to an end if this is your first time joining us on lockdown mariners welcome to the show please give us a follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this if you like what you hear that would be very nice of you and we'd greatly appreciate it uh colby just a bad series all around and and what makes it worse is that it started out so well on Friday, the Mariners won, and pretty much every team they needed to uh, to lose lost. Uh, they were one game back heading into Saturday, and then everything just fell apart from there. They're now three games back with just 19 games to go. Bad pitching, horrendous offense, you name it. It was all present over the last two games, and the Mariners paid for it quite dearly. I mean, where do you want to begin with this?
1: Probably by not talking about it, but that's kind of our job. So, um, yeah, it's, it was rough, you know, there's, there's no denying that it, uh, it was just a huge missed opportunity. And and honestly it could have been worse, but, you know, thankfully the Yankees and the, and the Red Sox continue to struggle. Um, Yankees, by the way, down five to nothing as of our recording this. So, um, could have been a little bit worse but overall it's bad because you know even though you pretty much right where you were entering this weekend that's not good because now there are three fewer opportunities to make up that ground essentially so uh yeah it, w- it was awful the, the pitching was was pretty bad um particularly chris flexen struggling at home that's that's not something we see that often yeah uh he just clearly didn't have it he found it for about you know two innings but uh you know, in between those two innings, he was, he was just bad. He just didn't have any command whatsoever. Uh, Kikuchi was, was okay. He really had to battle, get through multiple jams. He gave up a lot of hits, a lot of hard contact, but he did get a lot of strikeouts. So, um, unfortunately, you know, Mishevitz comes in and just like four hitters, two doubles, two singles and, and through six pitches. And that was the ball game. Uh, the offense is not equipped to, to come back from that. So, yeah, it uh, it was just a, a perfect storm of of bad baseball at the absolute worst time against you know the worst team in baseball. So it's 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 a bummer, but um, you know it, it's when you it just goes to show you when the Mariners do not play well, they can lose to anybody, and lose pretty embarrassingly at that. So uh, it's a team that's been playing you know with with fire in that way for a while. So uh, it's not, it's not all that surprising, but just a bummer that it happened you know the weekend before what would have been the biggest series at Safeco cofield since at least 2018 or t-mobile <laughs> so uh mm. yeah just a bummer all the way around
0: yeah it's a it's a splash of cold water it's just an absolute letdown really it's <laughs> i don't i don't really know how else to to phrase it it's just it's it's a little bit embarrassing it's uh Just it's sad because you know we had talked about this and and we had said that this was a possibility. You know, not to sleep on the on the Diamondbacks. It's still a a team that has some talent and uh, can can definitely take advantage of some costly mistakes. And and really, what it came down to was the Mariners in a way beat themselves. And you just can't do that against even a team like the Diamondbacks. Uh, There's definitely you know more room for error, but you know when you're facing guys like to tell Marte, you know, though that's not, that's not easy. That's not, you know, you, you can't just, they're going to catch you slipping pretty much. And, uh, and that's what happened. And it, it's, it's really unfortunate. It's really sad. And, you know, hopefully this is a, another situation where, you know, the Mariners look dead in the water, but somehow come out of that, you know, as they have done pretty much all year, but time is really starting to run out. And now they're in a very, um, an ideal situation now that they gonna have to pull themselves out of and really play incredible baseball over the next two weeks. And I just I don't think that they're really all that capable of doing that. Um, but one you know bright spot from this series was Jerry Kelnick. He was actually pretty good and has been pretty good all of September. He had a great home run yesterday, an awesome home run in the ninth inning that unfortunately, did not matter. Just brought the Mariners within one, um, but they end up losing. Uh, but he destroyed that baseball in, uh, in September. This is uh, from Adam Gresh, uh, who is the uh, coordinator of baseball information with Mariners uh, and Mariners PR. And uh, he, he um, posted that the uh, Jerry Kalanick right now, 131 WRC plus 848 OPS, three home runs, eight RBI. And in, uh, in September, he's been uh, he's been pretty solid.
1: Yeah, it um, you know, he, he's basically been the best version of Mitch Haniger from 2021 uh, in the month of September, which is nice or it would be nice if Mitch Haniger was also the best version of himself. Unfortunately, he's pretty much the same guy we've seen for the last six weeks, give or take just a whole lot of nothing except the occasional home run. So. Uh, yeah. Kelnick, uh, having a nice September. Um, it would be great if he could follow that all the way through to the end. He's got about, you know, two and a half weeks left and, uh, get on a nice little roll here. He might, uh, he might even push, uh, the 200 average, get over the Mendoza line. Um, but you know, it's more important is that he, he only had two hits this series, both both were home runs. Um, but he hit the ball hard and he only struck out once, uh, in 11 plate appearances. So, um yeah he's hitting the ball hard he's seeing the ball pretty well right now um granted not not the best pitching he hasn't seen the best pitching in september but uh it's it's still all good signs and you hope that he continues it uh t- you know tonight and uh starting tonight against boston and uh, rides it the rest of the way but uh yeah that is the one positive coming out of this series um he pitched pretty well or he hit pretty well
0: Yeah. Well, you said it there, you know, the Red Sox coming to town. That's that's the team. The Mariners are directly chasing right now. Uh, So certainly a chance to turn things around here, but not a super promising one. We're going to get you set for Red Sox Mariners in a moment. But first, a word from DirecTV. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live. Another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Red Sox and Mariners get underway at T-Mobile Park tonight. Still a huge series nonetheless, but the hype for it has frankly died down quite a bit given what happened over the weekend. The Mariners barely hanging on by a thread now and pretty much need a sweep here to stay in the thick of things. Pitching matchups on this one, Logan Gilbert versus Eduardo, uh, Eduardo uh, Rodriguez. Wow, uh, can't talk today. <laughs> Tyler Anderson versus Nathan Avaldi, and uh, Marco Gonzalez against, well, uh, that's to be determined. Uh, the Red Sox have not yet announced their starter for that game, but Colby, how did the Mariners pull off the improbable feat they need to have happen here?
1: Yeah, it's, it's basically sweep or bust, right? So, I mean, it's... Uh-huh. Even winning the series only gets you one game net on the Red Sox. You're three back right now. Um, you also need the Yankees to help you out, uh, or more specifically, you need the twins to help you out. Um, so how do they do it? It starts with pitching. This is a very good Boston lineup. It's getting healthier. Uh, Xander Bogarts is back. Uh, Kyle Schwarber continues to annihilate the baseball. Uh, Kike Hernandez is back. Um, it's it's a really good lineup. Uh-huh. JD, J.D. Martinez, obviously, Rafael Devers, you guys. And Hunter Renfro having a great September. So, uh, yeah, it's a yeah. really deep and talented lineup. It's it's much deeper than yours, so the pitching has to bring it. Um, we'll see what version of Logan Gilbert we get. Hopefully it's the version we saw against the Yankees, or at the very least the version we saw in his last start against the Astros, the last two starts against the Astros, then maybe have a chance. Um, it does set up pretty well for that. There's a lot of right-handed bats. It's a pretty right-handed heavy lineup. Um, but you know, the right, the left-handed bats are, can, can do some serious damage. You're talking about Verdugo and Devers and Schwarber. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, there's going to be a bit of a gauntlet there. So you have to pitch really well. Um, and then you have to have some kind of offensive breakout. This is going to be pretty similar to the Astros series where you can't expect to win one to nothing, two to one, you know, four to three, you're going to have to score five, six, seven runs in this series. Maybe you win one mm-hmm. game you know, a a low scoring affair. Um, but you're going to have to score some runs and, and, you know, the Rodriguez start, you you get Murphy in the lineup, you get Dylan Moore in the lineup against the lefty, um, decent chance. You can score some runs tonight. Ivaldi's going to be tough. Um, that's probably the game you have to pitch really well in. You get Anderson in that one. So, you know, there's a decent chance he'll, he'll keep you in there for a while. Um, and, Honestly, what it's going to come down to is is keeping this game close until you can get into Boston's bullpen because that's still a problem for them. So, um, mm. yeah, the formula is pre- for beating the Red Sox, pretty much the same formula it's been for beating anybody this year. Pitch pretty well, run up pitch counts, get into the bullpen, and do damage late in the game. Um, and you have to do that for three consecutive days. It's a, it's a tall task.
0: This whole series and the Mariners' playoff hopes in general live and die... By their offense, mm-hmm. you have to score runs in this series. You have to. There is no excuse for this. You you cannot have these opportunities where you have bases loaded, guys in in scoring position, less than two outs. You have to take advantage of that, and they have not been able to do that. They were not able to do that against a bad pitching staff. Again, with uh, with the Diamondbacks, you have to convert on those opportunities, especially against this team. And, you know, you're not going to get many of those against Nathan Evaldi. Uh Rodriguez has been kind of streaky. We'll see. And, uh, you know, who knows uh, who's going to be starting for the Red Sox on Wednesday. But, you know, this is um, this is a team that you have to t- absolutely take those opportunities uh, and, and take advantage of them uh, against. Because if not, you're, you're going to be left in the dust. You're going to get blown out straight up. And that's what I fear is probably going to happen because I don't really have faith in this offense to produce. You know, I think they might get on the board a couple runs here and there, but I could legitimately see this team losing 11 to 2, 13 to 3. Like, uh, like the Red Sox lineup is incredible right now Mm -hmm. and uh, and it's fully healthy. And, you know, you got to get to that bullpen, like you said. Uh, the bullpen is bad aside from Matt Barnes and, and maybe save Hansel Robles. Yeah. But other than that,
1: Garrett Whitlock, uh, um, Whitlock. Yeah. It's two guys And Robles has been good for like his last nine innings, but I mean, come on. <laughs> but, uh, I guess the one benefit you do have, um, is that your bullpen in particular, your high leverage arms are all very well rested. Um, Seawald hasn't thrown in in 3 days now. Uh 4 days actually. So uh, he should be good to go. Steck and Ryder should be good to go. Castillo should be good to go. Uh
0: Johan I want to talk about something real quick s- sure. since you're talking about the bullpen. What is the point of having all of these relievers if you're not going to use them?
1: Right, and I, I was just about to get so, to that. So
0: Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah you, know, you have the Ucicuchi. Kikuchi, Chris Flexen. Mm-hmm. Uh, those guys were struggling. Clearly, uh, you had a chance to stop the bleeding and you have all these arms. So, what's you can cover a whole game without even using your entire bullpen? Yep, with the amount of arms that you have. And the fact that you're just let, letting these starters right now at a crucial time in the season just try to figure it out is ridiculous. And that cannot happen against Boston. If Logan Gilbert struggles tonight, if you're seeing signs of that. Tonight, in the first couple of innings, you have to go get him. Scott Service absolutely has to go get him and take him out of the game and use the bullpen because there is no other reason to have the amount of arms that they do in their bullpen if they're not going to utilize them. It makes no sense.
1: Right, and I, I think one of the things that you have to think about uh, if your services is, is that, like hypothetically, right, Gilbert gets through the lineup the first time, he looks okay, you get to the top, somebody needs to be moving in the bullpen. doesn't have to be throwing if everything looks okay, but you know, he walks a guy or he spikes a couple pitches in a row. It's time to get somebody up. And here's the thing, Scott, it shouldn't be justice Sheffield. It shouldn't be Matt Andrees. It yep. shouldn't be, um, it shouldn't be Anthony mischevets. Those three guys, ideally they don't throw a pitch this series unless you're up by 10 somehow. So unfortunately that means if I have to go to drew second rider in the third, if game one and ask him to go through the fourth too, then I have to do that. I have the off day on Thursday. Um, These three games are the most important games of the season. I need to treat each one of them like an elimination game. So, you know, it sucks, but again, those guys barely threw this weekend. Seawald hasn't thrown in four days, so he's probably getting in tonight's game regardless of the score. So why not have it be at a time where you can still win the game? You you need to use those guys. We know that Seawald can go a couple innings. We know Castillo can go a couple innings. Is it ideal? no, but that's the situation you put yourself in by losing that series to Arizona. You don't get to do this whole, well, we can drop one of these games and still be okay. No, you, you, you lost that right. So be aggressive with your bullpen. Yeah. Use the high leverage guys whenever. It does, forget about the inning. It does not matter. Well, who pitches the ninth? It doesn't matter. You have to get to the ninth with a lead before that matters at all. So if you have to use Seawald in the fourth, then so be it. Use him in the fourth. Uh, that's the position you put yourself in. You you've lost the luxury of um, you know caring about tomorrow. Uh, when you lost the series to Arizona, if you had swept it, then you'd be tied for a playoff spot right now, and you could sacrifice one of these games if if Gilbert doesn't have it or whatever. You can't do that now. You lost that right. So unfortunately, it's all hands on deck. And, and the set the second you start to scent, tr- you catch a whiff of trouble from Gilbert you need to get somebody up and it needs to be one of your better guys too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. What was it? um, Was it last year that they had the slogan, whatever it takes, something like that. Mm. I think it was last year, maybe the year before either way, that needs to be the case. The series, it has to be whatever it takes to win these three games. You have to do it. It doesn't matter if it goes completely against your philosophy in terms of how you use the bullpen or whatever. There's no excuses now. You have to lay it all on the line the next three days. You absolutely have to. You have to scrape and claw whatever you need to do to win these games. You have to do it. Because your whole season is riding on this.
1: Mm -hmm. There's nothing after this. You lose two of
0: these games, it's over.
1: I mean, even if you just lose one of them, it's not over. But... Then you are counting on mathematically,
0: it's not over, but it's 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 not looking great.
1: Two games down, at least with with thirteen to go, and the Red Sox are going to play the the Orioles and the Nationals a lot. Yeah, it's it's done. So I mean, you kind of have to sweep, and you owe it to the team to give them that opportunity. So whatever it takes, whatever crazy situation, you know, pinch hitting Jake Bowers for Dylan Moore in the fourth, and just hoping that the defensive drop doesn't kill you later, you have to do it. If the situation calls for it, you have to. So um, it sucks. I mean, that's that's not the way you want to manage, but uh, it's what you have to do because this is essentially a game five every single night. And uh, you lose, you go home. Uh, And if that happens, then you can go ahead and you can say, okay, well, you know what? We're going to use Mishevitz here to see if he can get out of it. We're going to use Swanson here in this high leverage spot to see what he can do, blah, blah, blah. Then you can start doing that for the last two weeks. But in this series... You can't. You have to go for it.
0: Mm-hmm. So the Mariners' playoff hopes essentially die by Wednesday. What is there left to focus on? We're going to tell you some non-playoff-related things we'd like to see from this team over the last few weeks of the year. But before that, let's talk built bar. Don't you hate it when you're out and about and hunger strikes, but the only convenient options are unhealthy and going to make you feel worse in the end? That doesn't have to be the case anymore if you choose Built Bar. Built Bar is providing folks with a healthy, nutritious, and delicious alternative for snacking. Built bar has a plethora of delicious flavors ranging from coconut to cookies and cream, mint brownie, and so much more. Overwhelmed by the amount of good options, then try one of their mixed boxes, which gives you two bars per nine flavors. Each bar includes 17 to 18 grams of protein with calories ranging from the low, low numbers of 130 to 180. And they only have four to five grams of sugar and four to five grams of net carbs. And all the flavors are amazing, tasty, and most importantly, healthy so go to built.com and use promo code locked 15 and you'll get 15% off your order it's L-O-C-K-E-D 1-5 for 15% off your order at built.com alright so I tease it there at the end uh, you know th- if this is not going to go the way we want it to and it's looking like that will be the case then what should we watch for before the Mariners wrap up what is still going to be a very successful season for them Colby
1: yeah um Obviously, you want to see Kelnick continue to to hit pretty well. It would be nice to get him on a nice you know, wave of momentum, give him a, a real shot of success, and then let him feel pretty good about his chances of making the team out of spring train, which should not be a guarantee right now. Uh, you'd like to see Cal Raleigh at that point pretty much get all the playing time at catcher, um, yeah. as, you know, as much as any catcher can play at least. Um and you wanna see him uh, you know, make strides and it, it looked like he was at it that way. He had a couple doubles on Saturday night, I believe it was, but his at bat yesterday was was not inspiring at all. Um you wanna see uh you wanna see Logan Gilbert either finish strong or I mean do you consider shutting him down? I I, I don't know.
0: I, I that's what I was gonna say. I, I, I would probably shut him down. I, I think um, so.
1: Yeah, he's gonna be closing in on hundred innings, which I mean isn't a ton, but after mm-hmm. throwing zero last year, um, it's, you might have, you might be at a hundred already, but uh, yeah. So you should probably consider that, um, you know, you just you tie France, see if he can get to 300. That'd be a pretty cool accomplishment. Um, you know, mm-hmm. JP Crawford, you'd like to see him continue to swing a pretty good bat. Uh, it would be nice if Mitch Hanniger could look like, you know, anything more than a league average hitter for the next two weeks, because, I mean, his spot on the 2020 Yeah. That and his spot on the 22 to uh, 2022 roster, I can speak English. Um, is not,
0: yeah, we're both having a bang up job on this episode today.
1: It was a long, <laughs> it was a long weekend, man. Um, <laughs> his spot is really interesting because you can make the argument for bringing him back. You can make the argument for trading him. I don't think you can make the argument for extending him, but some will. Um, he's one of the more interesting guys to watch this off season because, you know, whether you trade him or not is going to dictate how you approach the rest of your off season. So, um, yeah, it would be nice to have some idea of, of what you're going to get there. But, uh and then after all that, it's really just, you know, get ready to say goodbye to Kyle Seager. Um, you know, I pretty sure I'm going to that Sunday game, the last game of the year. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a bummer. Some of the things we've heard about Seager, uh, this year. Um, but I, 10 what is it 11 years now uh with the team uh he he deserves a nice send off and so uh and guys Uh it's it's the writing's on the wall there he's not coming back there's a zero percent chance it's happening so start to embrace that and uh and uh say your goodbyes and and uh you know be respectful about it so uh just Uh just get ready for that that's what i'm looking for
0: yeah I know that they, uh, you know, and we we talked about this. I, I think this was on Friday's show that we talked about this. Maybe Thursday. I, I forget when it happened. But, um, you know, we talked about Matt Brash uh, potentially being called up. And obviously the, the intention with that is, is mostly for the sake of, of helping your, your playoff chances. But I'd still entertain the idea of, of bringing up Brash and maybe even letting him start, especially if, um, if uh, Gilbert Yay. gets shut down. Yeah. You're, not, you're not into that
1: no because Brash's thrown a lot of innings too like depoto said he's already hit his like what they wanted him to get to this year and so it's i mean i don't know I, I don't know how you balance that but like it'd be fun for the fans i'm just not sure if it makes sense for for brash or the team to to start that clock uh unnecessarily but uh no, i, sure. I still I, I still think there's an outside shot that in like an hour we're going to get a report that says brash has been called up um mm-hmm. i wouldn't say it's a good shot but a 25 maybe so uh we'll see but I, I don't really want to bring him up to start at that point i guess i just go with a bullpen day if i'm shutting gilbert down um which sure. you know isn't fun but also doesn't really matter if we're being quite honest
0: yeah i don't know i just I, I, you know for me uh personally i, I it would be really fun to see Matt Brash pitch and, and actually get a chance to throw a a few innings. But, um, yeah, you know, like you said, it's, it's yeah. But like you said, it, it, you know, he's at a hundred plus innings, I think now, uh, Mm um, down in, in the minors. And, um, yeah, you, you don't want to, you don't want to push that. And plus, you know, service time and all that stuff. Um, especially if you might be entertaining the idea of, uh, calling him calling him up relatively early next year. Um, so we'll see, uh, but yeah, you know, another, another big one is, is Jerry Kelnick. obviously um, mm. I want to see him finish strong, right? You know, continue what he's been doing over the last 10, 10 days or so. And, uh, and keep that going, keep that going into next year. So he could take that, have some confidence to build on and, and, and then work through, you know, the, the mechanical changes that he needs to make during the offseason. Cause he's going to need that in the offseason. That's the only thing that's really going to help him is time to, you know, get himself back to to what where he was mechanically. You know, down in, in high A and double A in 2019, because that's kind of gotten lost, and he's made a lot of different changes this year, and he hasn't really stayed consistent with one particular thing, and it's led to a lot of inconsistency at the plate. And so I'm hoping to hoping that he can uh, you know build something here and, and maybe figure out some things that he likes that he can take into next year. And then he can take into the offseason and work on and, and really get himself back to uh, to where he was. Because we, we've seen glimpses of it, right? The power plays at the major league level. We know that. Mm-hmm. That's confirmed. It's just, you know, putting together more respectable at-bats, um, more consistent at-bats, not striking out a ton, and taking advantage of those few opportunities that he gets every plate appearance you know, those pitches down the middle that he's been fouling off a lot, you know, capitalizing on those opportunities. And I, and I think that if, if he can do that, um, then, you know, there's possibility that he could really go into next year feeling great about himself and and hopefully, you know, get off to a, to a pretty good start. Um, but, uh, you know, another thing with him next year though, and, and I think I saw you tweet this, um, yesterday or maybe the day before or something that, um, he, I don't want him to be guaranteed a spot in the lineup or the roster in general uh, this year. And that's a whole nother conversation about how they approach the, uh, the, um, you know, the off season and everything. But uh, I want Jared Kelnick to, to, to go into this off season, knowing that he has to earn everything because now he's, he's not a, he's technically not a prospect anymore. He's just, he's a guy on the 40 man roster. And the Mariners need to treat that as such, and he needs to treat it as such. And he's got to earn this. He's got to put the work in to figure things out and not expect that a roster spot, a spot in the lineup is just going to be handed to him because of his status. So that's really what I'm looking for with, with, with Kelnick here and, um, and just for the rest of the you know, for the rest of the season here, I just I want him to continue building on this and, um, and maturing at, at the plate. Uh, because he, he really needs to, and uh, and we've seen glimpses of it, and we know that the final product could be incredible. Um, it's just he, he's got to put that work in, so we'll see. But hopefully, you can build some momentum going into the into the off season. Um, so that's gonna do it for today's show. Unless you had anything else to add uh, in terms of what you want to see the rest of the way.
1: I mean. No, I'll I'll say this, though. A lot of Mariner fans out there are also Seahawks fans. And Mm -hmm. kind of the thing has always been, hey, the Mariners just need to get me to Seahawks training camp, right? Like, keep me interested until then. Well, they got you until at least opening day uh, for the Seahawks. And who knows? You know, it's it's not. The one thing we've learned about this team is you never count them out. Um, And so, you know, it seems unlikely. But, hey, you know what? They pull off a sweep mm-hmm. somehow or something uh, they're, They They got they got you another week. And uh, this team deserves yeah. uh, deser- deserves that chance at the very least to uh, to keep your interest. So uh, let's see what happens tonight. And uh, we'll talk tomorrow and, and kind of pick through the debris and, and, and see what our tone feels like.
0: Yes, we will reconvene tomorrow and hopefully, uh, you know. Hopefully some smiles to go around. We'll see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. So, uh, you know, thank you guys uh, so much for for joining us here on Locked On Mariners. For Colby Patnode, I'm Ty Dan Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. That's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z. And Colby at CPAT11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. Have yourself a beautiful baseball day and we'll see you tomorrow. Betting on Major League Baseball doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get podcasts.